Welcome to the Lord of Love podcast, where we believe that self-healing is a spiritual journey and your success on that path is inevitable. I'm an expert self-healing guide, a mentor for women who are on their life transformation journeys. I'm also a success coach and a deep advocate of plant medicine, which I talk about a lot on the show. But the Lord of Love podcast isn't about me. It's about helping you move one step closer to your dream life and creating the reality you deserve. Whether you are healing chronic illness, childhood trauma, financial blocks, or you just want to love yourself more in this lifetime, you're in the right place. Join me every week as we talk about spiritual principles, conscious life creation, and success strategies to expand your mind, heal your heart, and bring you back home to yourself. Okay, here we go. I can't believe I'm saying it and I am so excited to say it. The doors to the Signature Life Transformation Program heal are officially open. This is our first round of the 2023 year and this is the time to show up, take massive action, and decide that you in this lifetime, this year, are going to change your life. Now, if you don't know, HEAL is my signature life transformation program that teaches you how to heal any area of your life. So if you're struggling with money blocks, holding yourself back in your business, feeling limited by your weight or your health, feeling pain in the body, feeling unworthy in the emotional state. Maybe for you, you really want to heal your self-confidence and insecurity. I invite you to just think about all of these things and ask yourself, what would my life look like if I no longer had to struggle with these blocks that held me back? I'm using past tense because I know for all of us, we are making that decision to transform and this is the year that we get to do it. So if you are feeling called to take this step to transform your life, I invite you to step into the HEAL program. We start the journey on January 30th. So for more information, you can go to laurenoflove.com slash HEAL. I've had over 120 students go through this program and the transformations are nothing short of a miracle. And I know if you're listening to this, Let me just say, if you've tried a bunch of things to create what you've wanted in your life and you haven't gotten there, it might be time to do something different. So come come check it out. Come sign up, laurenoflove.com slash heal. I cannot wait to meet you on the other side. We are in a mood. We are in a mood. Oh my gosh. I just, I want to reflect on a couple of things with you guys. I'm going to like ramble here, but please forgive me. I think you like this. (laughs) Do you like this? When I ran, I just got some random stuff we got to talk about. Um, Before we dive into today's amazing episode, I'm so excited about it. I can't wait to tell you about it. But first we're going to ramble, okay? It's, I'm in an interesting energy because we're coming out of, if you've been watching live and paying attention and following the trends we're coming out of the heal program launch so the doors have closed our new round of the heal program is literally starting tomorrow actually i'm lying it's starting today okay so (laughs) january 31st for everybody listening is the last day to join the heal program and this is an interesting time for me because Um, I have so much on my plate. Like I got all these really beautiful projects that are coming out. I can't wait to tell you about them a little bit in this intro. Not going to give it all away. Um, But it's just, you know, it's funny because for so long when I had a lot of work on my plate, I would get very overwhelmed and very stressed and very angry. And now it's really funny because I've healed that relation. The relationship I had to, to a lot of work was like, martyrdom syndrome like oh nobody else is gonna do it it's all up to me poor me blah 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 I gotta work so hard and you know (laughs) and now it's just like 
I have a lot of work on my plate and I feel like sassy and silly and almost kind of like stupid drunk over it. Like I'm like, okay, this is it. Like, great. Like, let's do it. And it's fun. Like, I just feel like there's so much, there's so much missing in the conversation of like how to build a successful business when we're so focused on the outcome. I feel like having a successful business is having a place that you created that you get to play in every freaking day. That is so cool. So I'm really enjoying playing lately. Feels really beautiful, very supportive to my life and to my own identity. I'm like designing all these new programs. We have an incredible new program coming out this month. It's called Chronic Freedom. It is an audio program only so excited about it it is literally I think it's 22 audio trainings that are it's every single piece of content that I ever wished I knew when I started my healing journey so if you're out there with chronic issues of any kind whether those are um you know you can it can be a a diagnosis or not you know fibromyalgia Lyme disease lupus um binge eating alcoholism uh Patterns of self-sabotage, I mean, when it comes to the body and feeling chronically in pain or chronically uncomfortable or chronically stuck in something that is creating a lot of fatigue or brain fog, um, this is like the nuts and bolts of healing the body. It's And it's so in-depth. It's so comprehensive. I'm really excited about it. It's super fun. All 22 episodes are organized by topic and you'll literally get instant access to the content once you buy it when it comes out it's not out yet but it's coming out soon um so just stick around laurenoflove.com laurenoflove.com it'll be there and uh yeah i feel like you know health in this season of my own life feels very much a deep priority and prayer for me i am uh I think I'm just realizing like I have spent so much time focused on my health to get out of pain and now I'm focused on my health to create more health and that's a really cool place to be. It's a place that I believe everybody can get to and um, I'm just really, really excited about it. But I'm, I'm hungry AF today, you guys. I'm, I'm hungry and I'm salty if you haven't noticed. I'm salty and I'm hungry AF. Because I'm in uh, just just a little piece of some of the modalities I've been working with lately for my healing of the body. I have been paying a lot of attention to eating for my hormone cycle, which is something I've never done before. And it's super cool. I had chronic illness for a long time. So my period cramps were not exactly a priority to heal because I had other issues going on. Um, but now that I'm on this side of like building a really, really strong relationship with my body, uh, I am eating for my hormones. And so this is a really cool concept. It's from a book called The Hormone, I'm sorry, The Woman Code. Uh, Elisa Vitti, she specializes in helping women with fertility issues and um, hormonal issues and PCOS and just really the belief that these five pillars she talks about can help you heal and transform how your body uh, acts during its hormonal cycle. So yeah, I'm really, really excited about that. And it's just the new layer. The HEAL program starts today, like I said, right? So I have to really, I have my workbook right here. I gotta think about the questions, the questions. So at the start of the book, this 111 page journal workbook, it's so special, oh my gosh, it walks you through the questions for every week of the program. One of the uh, sort of features of each week is that at the start of each week, you ask the same questions. Uh, there's like four or five simple questions that kick off your week just to check in, you know. And uh, it asks, what are you coming into this program to heal? And what area of your life are you working on mastering? And I have to think about those things because... Starting today, when this program airs, I will be diving into my official round as a student, my third round of this program. It's really cool to see what happens. Miracles, miracles, miracles. Like I said, the doors are open still today if you uh, care to join us. So that is at laurenoflove.com heal. 
and I'm, I'm so excited about it. So it just feels like, I mean, everything that's just happening right now is just blossom upon blossom upon blossom, which is really special. And that's all I got to say. <laughs> that's it. That's it, you guys. It's just, this year is a wild ride. Get ready for it. It's only February. Here we go. It's not even February yet. But anyway, let's talk about today's episode. And I want to uh, share a little bit of an announcement with you guys about the Lauren of Love podcast. Today on the show, we have a dear friend of mine, Cassie DeSaro, coming on to talk about so much so much. If you are on a journey of uh, healing your life, especially healing your body, today's conversation is going to be so good, so juicy. I met Cassie through a a dear friend of mine and Cassie came and uh, was a part of one of my ceremonies and she is just uh, an amazing light worker. I I love her heart. Like when you meet her, she just has this just totally heart-centered energy. It's like unreal. And her eyes are just so beautiful. You feel like you can just connect right into her whole heart every time you talk to her. She is an incredible uh, guide, a, a, a teacher in the social media space on uh, living in alignment with wellness, essentially. And I always like to introduce people I love without reading the bios they send me because it gives me an opportunity to sh- like share how I see them. But she's a coach, right? And she focuses on helping people heal their bodies. And she does all this different type of coaching in her field. And she's seen all these different types of patterns around people who are stuck in the sick care system. So that's one of the things we're going to talk about today. Breaking out of the sick care system and this matrix that keeps us really diseased and dysfunctional. I loved this conversation. I wanted to go deeper. I, it was so funny, Cassie asked me before we started, she was like, hey, can I like, can I talk about like everything? And I knew she was like kind of nervous to, you know, just be like fully in her truth. But I think the openness we created in this conversation really allowed us to have some deep conversations about some very important things. We talk about how to honor your sovereignty in the sick care system, what the sick care system matrix even is, what our beliefs are about the matrix world, which was a really cool conversation. And we also have a deep dive around birth control and our belief systems around uh, just how birth control is so damaging for women and their hormones. So I think this is going to be a really good talk to share with you guys today especially for where I am energetically right now, just being in this place of healing my health and my body. I know a lot of us are there in that season at the start of 2023. So this episode will be really inspiring for you if you're on that journey as well. Be sure to share this episode on Instagram if you are inspired by it, if you want to have more conversations like this. And for Cassie and I, what we're going to do is come on Instagram on February 7th at 2 p.m. EST time. So mark your calendars and go to either of our Instagrams. Uh, Cassie and I are going to be jamming out on February 7th at 2 p.m. Eastern all around our favorite healthcare wellness protocols. So we're literally going to riff about like all of the different detox things and healing things that we've done to share about our experiences live. So if you want to be around for that conversation on Instagram, again, February 7th, 2 p.m. EST. Okay, now let's dive in and please go check out Cassie. Go click the show notes, see her content, go check out all her magic. She's incredible. She's got such a big heart and such medicine to share and this conversation is epic. So enjoy. Okay, here we go. I'm so excited for today's episode. This is going to be so good. Today on the show, we have a dear friend of mine, Cassie. Um, the best way I can introduce this is to say that Cassie was brought to me, brought to me from a friend. And uh, she's super cool and super into all of the really, really amazing health and wellness protocols that I personally love. And she is uh, a really strong source of knowledge and perspective on what's going on in the world in terms of health and wellness and how we care for our bodies. So I, I was really pumped to have you on here, but I want you to introduce yourself and tell the world who you are. 
Awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited to be here. I've listened to your podcast for a long time now, so it's an honor to be a part of this. Uh, so yeah, my name is Cassie and I live in upstate New York. I have been in the health and wellness industry for maybe three or four years, and it's become a passion of mine just from healing my own self, just like Lauren, um, kind of going through that uh, self-healing journey and learning so much on the on the way and then becoming so passionate about how um, empowering it is to heal ourselves that it was like, okay, I need to teach people this. So I've been coaching for a few years. I, I do a couple of different things with coaching. I work with a doctor and work with his patients. I work with a company who um, works with people with diabetes and pre-diabetes. And then I also am coaching on my own completely. And that is more of a spiritual type of uh, life coaching. And yeah, it's it's been such a journey. I've learned so much through my coaching, but also I've gotten to this point of being so passionate about health and wellness because it is the essence of life. Without health, there is there's no point. There's absolutely no point. <laughs> I would love if you could share a little bit about your background of like what called you to become so passionate about this. Like, was it your family upbringing? Was it something that you navigated? Like tell, share a little bit about that if you can. Sure. Yeah. I became so passionate about this because I was feeling like I could not get out of my own way. And it was really just a very, like a very individual journey. There wasn't anyone around me at the time when I really needed to heal myself that I could look to or that I knew of. And so it was very much 10 years of yo-yo dieting and just getting in my own way and getting so you know, just frustrated and, 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 um, kind of like I threw my arms up, like, okay, like, what's the deal? Like something's got to give. And so finally, when I started, I actually became a uh, fitness instructor and then I turned my eating around, but just really, really gradually and very naturally this happened just because of everything that I started to learn. Um, so it was just really self-induced because my body was not feeling good. I was about 40, 50 pounds heavier than I am now. Mm -hmm. And, um, that, that was the biggest reason was so many years of yo-yo dieting and being like, what the hell is going on? These commercials on the television are telling me that I need to eat this yogurt and go on a diet. But then the next commercial is telling me that I'm worthy of a chocolate cake and I need to eat it because I need to, that's how to look so very, very confusing for me for a long time. And I think I, uh, I cracked the code and that is, that's why I am so passionate about it now because I, I kind of figured it out. <laughs> so if there are yo-yo dieters listening, cause I know there are, what are your like top three, like realizations that were a game changer? Uh, the first one would be to take action from love rather than hate. That's the biggest thing that I've shifted in myself that has made the most long lasting changes. Shame will not help you heal. We need to heal the shame and then we can heal. So trying to heal from a place of, of feeling that deep shame and, and just wanting to hurt yourself and hate on yourself and go to the gym because you're so mad that you ate X, Y, or Z yesterday, or drinking a green juice because not, you know, not to nourish your body, but because you're punishing yourself, that juice goes down a different way. Your body can't really uh, absorb those nutrients. Uh, and that has now been scientifically proven that our minds and our bodies are so connected that our mindset when we eat and when we drink has the hugest impact on us. So loving yourself, going to the gym because you love yourself and you want to feel strong, drinking that juice because you want to nourish your body and feel energy. But when we take that action of going to the gym and just running, 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 I did this for so many years. And yeah, I would lose maybe 10 pounds, but then 20 pounds would bounce right back on me. And I know a lot of people can relate to that. So that is really important is to focus on what is the intention behind my actions right now? Is it because I, I'm hating on the way I look and the way I feel? Or is it because I actually need more love and want to love myself more? And that self-love journey is really tough and it can be long, but even if it's just wanting to love yourself, even if you feel like you can't really love yourself right now, that is the, the first step is just having that desire and the curiosity as to what does my body really, really need? Mm. <laughs> yeah. So as you're talking, I can feel us kind of opening up this conversation of talking about becoming 
sovereign and healthy and aligned in a way that breaks us out of certain systems of, of conditioning, right? Like you're talking about how the commercials on TV, right? And the, the yo-yo dieting and the conditioning around that. And then you're also talking about the mind and how powerful our minds are in connection to our bodies. So I feel like it would be appropriate to start to have this conversation of opening up like we're not, we're not just breaking away from patterns and habits. We're also breaking away from the conditioning that makes us have those patterns and habits. So yeah. So let's talk about it. Let's explore it. Yeah. That's, it's such a good point because yes, we have self-induced pain and self-induced, you know, everything. Uh, We have all of this power that we can use in our lives for the good or for the bad. But when we make a decision, where does that come from? It comes from our subconscious mind, which is constantly being trained by what we're consuming. So what are we consuming? Is it, are these things that uh, really bring us closer into alignment with ourself? That would mean that we are being given truth. Uh, but if it feels different than that, if like, like it felt for me for so many years, and it still feels like when I tune into uh, the TV and the media and things like that, there's just so many messaging, even, even subtly that um, we need to be doing X, Y, or Z, or we cannot be doing X, Y, or Z and feel a certain way. Um, it, and it's just a lot of, it's not only mixed messaging, it is, um, like I said, just that underlying tone of, it depends on what we're talking about. When it comes to health, that's a huge one. This is what really woke me up to this matrix that we're living in, is when you go to the grocery store, as we know, as people that are healing and have healed, we want to stay around the perimeter of the store, right? Because that's where the real food exists. But how wild is it that in our supermarkets these days, most of the food is not actually food. It's sitting there for years. It's sitting there for months, or it can at least if people don't buy it. So what does that say about that food? It's not really meant to be in our bodies if it can sit there and be quote unquote perfectly fine for years. So that's just a really interesting concept to think about when you go into a store, it a grocery store to eat, to fuel your body. It's not actually food, a lot of it. So this is where waking up to this is really important to the system, to the to the food industry. Um, after the industrial Re- revolution, things uh, food started to be processed in such different ways. And the reason that it started to change is because housewives were really busy and they wanted, I think it started with um, like those frozen meals for housewives. And it was such a convenient thing and it was so easy and it was promoted as being really healthy, a very balanced meal. Um, And I'm sure that food back then probably was a little bit better than now because as years go on, the more and more chemicals and preservatives are being added because science is developing and science is a beautiful thing. But as we know, uh, it can be kind of taken out of hand, especially if we're just simply eating chemicals. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I'm going on too many tangents or not, but no, I, I love this. <laughs> I love it. So, so you're talking about one industry that's like pretty corrupt and that's the food in the food industry, right? Mm-hmm. So the mate, there's a matrix that we live in. And I think we should maybe kind of explain, let's, let's explain that first. And then we can talk about all these kind of like subset pieces of that matrix. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm kind of curious to hear what you feel your definition of the matrix would be, but I would say it is the matrix is a system that we are born into until slash unless we wake up from it. So it's something that we're kind of brought into. And then for me, it was a spiritual awakening that allowed me to be like, wait a minute, why am I being told this? And it's actually, why am I being told to do this? And it's actually really harmful for me. And I started to question things. Um, Is that something that you would agree with kind of? Yeah. I think that like the concept matrix is like really thrown around a lot. And, but I think it's essentially this like energy field of a grid that like, that keeps us in a container of thought or a container of belief. So like I think there are matrix energies around like work ethic. Like for example, I worked in television news in New York city. There's a whole matrix around New York city where like you go there and you feel the energy of people and it's hard and heavy and pushy and grindy and all this stuff. Right. 
So I, it's a, for me, I resonate with that, that it's like a belief system that we get indoctrinated into until we consciously choose to kind of pull out. But I think there, it's not just like the matrix. I feel like there are multiple matrixes that we have to constantly kind of unwind and unplug from for sure. Yeah. That's a really interesting way to put it. There's multiple matrices. And I think that's exactly what happened was I realized there was this like food matrix, this thing around food and, and health. Mm-hmm. It just felt like I was in this like bubble, like this matrix that I needed to get out of in order to heal myself. And that's, and that's exactly what I did. Like when you asked me like, what, what brought you to this point? It was, I popped that matrix bubble. And that's why I'm here now because I, you know, once you see something, you can't unsee it. And so it's really hard for me to just turn off this, this deep, fiery passion within me to kind of not only expose it, but just to help plant seeds out in the world because people wake up on their own time. And that's something I know a lot of spiritual people listen to your uh, podcast. So it's really important for us who are, have awakened at some point and continue to awaken and, and have a consciousness that's a little bit deeper and slash higher than we have before. That's not something we can really push onto anyone or pull them into because just like I said, I had to pop my own matrix bubble. Everyone has to do that themselves. Otherwise it's kind of like it, it can really destroy a person if you're trying to dismantle their entire reality. They have to do that themselves. <laughs> Let them Girl, do that. I feel you. And it, there's a whole nother layer to this too, because people have partners, they have parents, they have peers. And so there's a lot of uh, unraveling, you know, it's not just about my own belief system in my own world. It's like, well, what about my partner and what my partner thinks and all this stuff. So So maybe before we go into that, let's just cut right into it and get really clear and ask you, what do you think is going on? Ooh, like, I'm just going to dive right in, right? Like, what, what do you think is going on? Bill Gates. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I mean, like, yeah, he's part of it, but he, well, I mean, actually he's a key player in the matrix. It seems because he has bought up so much farmland. He owns more farmland than anyone else. And that means he is going to be quote unquote growing. However, what, what, if that's through chemicals, through labs, growing our food. And so this is Mr. Microsoft. This is not a doctor. This is not a I don't, is he even a scientist technically? I don't even know if he's technically, maybe. But um, anyways, I don't think he's in when you look at him too, he's not like the epitome of health. Mm. So the fact that this person is telling us, you know, how to get vaccinated, telling us to take whatever medications or do this, mm. or do that, and then telling us how to eat, it's very strange because he is simply a billionaire who has made his way through the technology realm, that matrix. Mm. So somehow he ended up in the matrix of food. Somehow he, you know, and he's, he actually, his foundation pays the media a lot of money, a lot of money. So there's no way that they can talk poorly about him or frame him in a way that even allows us to question him because they get a stupid amount of money from him and they do not want, you know, that to go away. So I, okay. So my theory with what's going on behind kind of like why we are being, why we're in a sick care rather than a healthcare is because I think that there was a vent like way, way back in the day, I feel like there was kind of some sort of cabal or, or really negative type of dark hat type of people, whatever you want to call it. And I think that there is just this dark agenda that stemmed from somewhere. I can't claim to say, I know that this is true, but it just is this intuitive feeling. I've heard other spiritual leaders kind of talk about this too. And then eventually they have these like spawns and then spawns of spawns and then spawns of spawns. So then eventually there's Bill Gates. His dad was doing the same stuff, by the way, you know? So I don't know if Bill Gates is doing this really weird stuff by telling us that fake food is healthier than like real meat, for example. I don't know if he's doing that because he consciously knows that it's going to hurt us and he can make more money off of us getting more vaccines and more medications. Mm. Or I, or, you know, I don't know if he is just completely unaware or if he's being very, very malicious. 
I, I want to, I like to think that he's just so unaware of the harm that he is causing because I don't like to immediately think he's just a horrible person because I do so, think everyone is innately good. <laughs> okay. Wait, so let's just get clear. Cause this is so fascinating to me. I love, I think part of being a spiritual person and having like, uh, open, uh, hearted center is that like, we can all come together and have all these different perspectives and not be in the energy of like, who's right and who's wrong. So I'm super fascinated by this. And I have like, a million questions about your perspective. So, so yeah. So, so wait a minute, <laughs> let's, let's dive into this. It's so good. I know, I know, I know. No, it's so good. So mm-hmm. outside of Bill Gates, right. And like the deep dive of like, let's explore if he's good or he's bad, or he's doing this on purpose or not doing on some purpose. There's, there's something happening in the greater scheme of this big puzzle of matrixes, right. And what I'm hearing from you is that we are intentionally being kept sick, right? Yes. Okay. So, and that I'm, I subscribe to, I'm so on board with you. I see that, that same picture. The question that I'm curious for you on is why, why do you think that we're being kept sick? What's the reason for that? Well, and that's the reason I brought up Bill Gates because he's the money man and it's all about money. It's all turned into money. This matrix system is money, money based, money based, money based. So whenever there is um, billions of dollars being thrown a certain way, whether that's for farmland or developing a new study or a technology, it's it's really important for us to ask why that's happening. And um, I I think that the the matrix has become so much so a sick care system, or this is part of it, one of the matrixes. Um, because the hospitals get, you know, again, these people don't necessarily know if they're feeding into the system in a negative way or not, but Mm -hmm. if they have a paycheck on the line, they're going to do what they need to do to get a paycheck. Mm -hmm. So these doctors, for example, are given a certain amount. They're, they're being told to prescribe certain things. And if they reach that number, they get this amount of dollars. So it's money. So it's not that these doctors are bad. Again, like it's not about who's good or bad. It's just that this system now is revolving around money. Do you, would you agree with that? I'm hundred percent on board with this. Like this is, this is so resonant and truth for me because, and I actually have a really um, like jaded, I have a lot of work to do around this. I have a very jaded relationship with the pharmaceutical industry because of what I went through in my path. And I remember being so wrapped up in like the psychiatric component of healthcare or sick care where doctors would have, I would literally see the pharmaceutical reps coming in with these fancy lunches and these designer handbags and all these like things for the doctor that was then going to try to pitch the same exact medication to me in the room, you know, and, and the other day, there's two pieces of this I want to share, um, So the other day I watched this incredible documentary on Amazon Prime about a girl who was addicted to heroin, who was coming off of it through the Western medical system. And she was using methadone and Suboxone, which are these medications that you have to go to the pharmacy to get, right? Mm -hmm. In this documentary, they talk about how the pharmacy makes $6,000 for each person who has to come in to get this medication, right? So of course we are supposed to stay addicted to these medications because they are what is financially supporting the person who's subscribing it to us, right? Mm -hmm. The other layer of this that I talk about a lot in this new program I started to produce called Chronic Freedom, Lyme disease, okay? So there's a board of doctors there's like seven of them or something that all decide what the qualifications are to constitute Lyme disease to get the healing that needs to happen. Lyme disease is so prevalent. And so it's like almost everybody has it, right? It's such a big illness, but the government doesn't want us to know that because it's man-made, which is a whole nother story. So what they do is like Pfizer and the government and all these other pharmaceutical companies pay off these doctors 
And you can literally see it in like tax return reports that these doctors are getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to make it really hard to get diagnosed. So the point is, I am so on board with you with how messed up it is. It's, it's so corrupt. It's so corrupt. Yeah. And and when you even talking about cancer, I mean, the cancer industry, it's a cancer industry, you know, and it's an industry for a reason. And it's really sad because obviously it's people, you know, it's, 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 it's humanity that is being affected by this so negatively. And the fact that when you get on one prescription, it says, well, you might have a, like my grandmother, for example, she's on all this medication. Most, I think on average, um, I think people over the age of 60 are on like seven different medications or something like that. It is wild, but they're on seven probably because they only needed quote unquote needed one. Mm -hmm. And then, and then had to deal with the symptoms from that original pill. Mm -hmm. And that is exactly why it is such a money game. It's a money game. There's no, if you follow the money, don't follow the science for, for facts, follow the money. And that is where you will find the most truth especially when it comes to exposing the truth about this matrix system around healthcare and everything. Yeah. It's, it's so messed up and it's so dangerous to like, you know, the, the, it's so, I, I think for me, like I grew up just looking at like my grandmother and my mother, where they go to a doctor and the doctor tells them one thing and they go, okay, that's truth. Right. There's no question. There's this high level of authority and you have to rely on what they're saying and just take it as 100%. And I think that that approach, um, a lot of people are waking up to that now, which I think is really important for sovereignty. Um, but that approach is so dangerous because we're giving our power away to somebody else. And I think especially when it comes to chronic illness symptoms where so many people feel like doctors think they're crazy or they're not being heard properly, you know, um, I think a big part of that path is waking up out of the matrix and being able to recognize like, Hey, this actually, this system actually isn't supporting me. This system actually isn't doing what I need it to do. Um, so Mm -hmm. fuck it. You know what I mean? Like it's it's important. Yeah. yeah. So, so tell me more, tell me, let's keep going. Tell me all the things. Yeah. Well, it was, it was interesting. Even when I, I brought my my dad to my dad, my dad has been in and out of the hospital and he's the epitome of someone who has not been doing what's best for his body. And it's really hard to watch, especially as a dad, my dad, you know, the, the strength of my family, he seems very, very weak now. You know, I'm kind of the care or, you know, me and my siblings are now the caretakers in a way. And it was interesting when I saw him in the hospital and we just asked kind of just basic questions about what was going on. And they could not tell me for some reason. And I know that every hospital is different. I know that every doctor, every nurse is different. And I truly, I want to say, I respect doctors. I respect nurses. I know that most healthcare professionals are out there doing what they absolutely can to help people. So this is not a knack on any healthcare professionals. It's more of the system that they have uh, unfortunately been taken up and under. Um, a lot of nurses too have woken up to this, but seeing my dad in the hospital was, it made, it shook me. I wish it shook him. Um, unfortunately it did not, but because we could not even understand exactly what they were putting into his body. They wouldn't tell me unless I was on this form or that I had to go online and do this, call this number. I'm like, you're in my face. Can you print out this paper for me? And they, no, 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 you have to go online. I'm like, okay. You can't even tell me anything, nothing. You can't even tell my dad to his face. It has to be all access through. It's just wild. Like it's all a part of the system. Again, like this matrix system that you, they make you, they make you get into it, put your information and go get into it. So you can understand literally just what we are putting into your dad's body, which is so wild because these are our bodies. But unfortunately, it, we are treated as though we are not, it, this is not our responsibility. It's the government's responsibility. It's, you know, Fauci's responsibility or whoever's responsibility. Um, and it's just gotten to the point where uh, anything that I hear from any doctor, any doctor, even if it's someone who I'm like, I, I mean, I work with a doctor now. I'm, I'm a health coach for him. He's out of the ma- out of the health matrix, mm. um, the sick care system. He's He is creating a healthcare system that I'm so 
honored to be a part of. Um, Dr. Andrew Kaufman, if anyone wants to look him up, he, yeah, he's incredible. So working with him, even, even working with him, like no matter who I'm learning information from, any medical professional, I do not ever take it as fact just because they say it. And that is something that I did wrong. And I know now, I, I wouldn't say it's wrong. I just didn't, I was not conscious enough to know to ask more questions when I was younger and to be more of an advocate. Although this is interesting. I'm wondering if anything like this has happened to you, Lauren. When I was about 13 or so, it was the Gardasil vaccine that came out. Yeah. And I, I, I don't know why, like I was not, I was very indoctrinated into the system. I wasn't quote unquote awakened. I wasn't an awakened child. I just had this really intuitive hit. And when I look back at it as a kid, like, I think I should wait to take that vaccine just because it, it, I heard it just came out. Like I just saw on CNN, it just came out. So mom, don't you think we should wait? My mom said, yeah, let's just wait. As I was, I did get a couple vaccines for routine, whatever, while I was there. And so I let, I, as they were checking me out, they say, okay, when are you going to come back for your next Gardasil? vaccine. And I said, what do you mean? I didn't get that. And they said, yeah, we just gave it to you. I said, I, what? I didn't want that. And they gave it to me anyway. Even when my mom and I both said, I did not want it. And that is a drug that a lot of doctor, you know, there's a lot of compensation from that. And there's been a lot of uh, things, negative effects that have come out after that too, especially when that first came out. Yeah, I was, it's interesting that you just brought that up because I was going to ask you about birth control and the experiences you had as like a, a younger woman, because I, I know like the Gardasil vaccine has caused a lot of deaths actually too. I have a friend whose sister died from the Gardasil vaccine and she was like 12 years old or 13 years old or something like that. And just had a random heart attack or a clot that like led to that issue. Um, but yeah, I, I got the Gardasil shot and around that time, that was when a lot of my neurological issues started to happen was when a lot of my exhaustion started to happen. I also was on birth control and wanted to be on birth control because like what you talked about with the, um, the matrix and the TV, right? Like this is, So we have the sick care system and then we have the matrix of like in the information matrix, right? And like these matrices are kind of like working together. And so I would sit home and be like, I feel, I I feel like it's not safe to be sexual, right? Because I grew up Roman Catholic where it was like an evil sin and like, you're going to get pregnant and die and like all this stuff, right? (laughs) but there were these commercials of women and like beautiful dresses who were young and hip and they were dancing and they felt so free. And I would watch these commercials and I'd be like, it feels like it would be really cool to have that like in my pocket, in my purse to like, I remember my mind around all of this. Right. And I remember watching TV shows with certain women, like one tree Hill that I like really I liked I was like attracted to these women who had these certain lifestyles and vibes that I wanted to embody and then they would have a birth control in their pocket or something and you know so I was like subconsciously being kind of programmed to be like well if you want to be like this hip popular girl and you want to be free like these commercials then you should be on birth control and that's the solution to being able to have sex with whoever you want and to be free And so that tie of like sexual liberation, right? And the conditioning around what I should be doing to be able to have that happen. I went on birth control and girl, I remember being like 16 and going to the doctor after a month and being like, something's wrong. Like I'm paranoid. I'm feeling lots of anxiety. I feel depressed and disassociated and I'm spacing out. And the doctor's like, that no birth birth control doesn't do that. (laughs) Like, like I was crazy. Like I was crazy for even suggesting that. And that's really where like a lot of my mental health stuff started to pick up. So, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I gotta be careful about my own healing and recognize that like, I have a lot of work to do around how I relate to these aspects of the matrix because, I feel very jaded by it, honestly, you know, 
And then you talk to people who like, aren't 100% on the same frequency. Like you almost have to be like us talking. We're like, what do you think about this? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you gotta be careful. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm on board with you sister. It's, it's so messed up. It's so messed up. I, I had the same, well, I had a little bit of a different experience with, um, I actually was on birth control and antidepressants and both of them were just from going to my yearly, whatever physical. And then the doctor being like, you know, I was like, I'm kind of, I'm kind you know, my mom would say, talk to your doctor about feeling sad, you know? And so I, the second I said sad, her prescription was already written from written out for my, uh, antidepressant, uh, subscription, subscription, whatever prescription. (laughs) And, uh, I just remember being like, Oh, like, like, okay, as long as it helps. And I had no idea, you know, I had no idea. And then I eventually was put on Ritalin with antidepressants. Um, and so Adderall and antidepressants. Yeah. And getting off of that was like death. It felt like hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But it was really interesting because I didn't even, she wasn't even like, Hey, do you eat well? Or do you exercise? Do you think that could help your mood? It was just, here's a prescription because I got a kickback from that. And that's what she's taught. And like, I can't, I don't hate on anyone for that. It's just, it's what they know. And so people teach what they know and they tell you what they know. And, and that kind of happened with birth control was, it was more of just societal pressure. Everyone was on birth control. If you want to be a good girl, you have to do the right thing. You have to do the right thing. And so I wanted to do the right thing. And the right thing was labeled as birth control. So that's what I did. First time I tried it, I got so sick. I was like, I felt like I was pregnant. Like I couldn't, suddenly I hated Indian food, which I love, you know, and I, 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 they said, okay, let's try another one. Still really sick. Okay. We're going to, don't worry. We're going to find the right one. It wasn't okay. Maybe birth control isn't for the human body. It's no, no, no. Let's just keep trying them until something doesn't make you as sick. Girl, and I have all these theories, <clears throat> which we can't get into for the purposes of time, but I have all these theories around birth control and how it's really actually like underneath a source of manipulating women and controlling women mm-hmm. and, and just seeing, you know, because they, I remember doing research around this, how like birth control was actually when they first started making it, they would give it majority of, um, you know, when they do studies to see how pharmaceuticals perform. Most of those studies are done on the male body, right? It's, and that's important to know. We don't really know how a lot of these things, even if it's Adderall, Ritalin, Tylenol, like anything, it's most of these studies are done to see how these chemicals react to a male body. And that's a real problem because the female hormone structure is so different and uh, so individual compared to the masculine circadian hormonal rhythm. So anyway, they would give men birth control to like test it. Right. And men couldn't handle it. It was too much. So that just makes you think too, you know what I mean? Like, what is this really actually about? Um, But I think the important thing, you know, in talking energetic sovereignty, right. And being able to clear a lot of this toxicity out of our system, right. It's so important. So I know just to mention that, in this conversation now that you and I are going to be doing a live on Instagram on the 25th of January at 3 PM Eastern to talk about our favorite protocols and practices for clearing a lot of this out of our field. So just a a heads up reminder to everybody who's listening, January 25th, 3 PM EST on Instagram, both of our accounts will be shared in the bio. You can go check that out. Um, but yeah, we got a lot of work to do to break out of the matrix. What would you say was like helpful for pulling out? What were some of the things that you started to do or uh, change in your lifestyle to start to bring you into more sovereignty away from some of this manipulation and control that exists in our energetic field? Yeah, I rebelled with my health. I, I did everything in my power to become my healthiest self and not being, I refuse to be dictated to do X, Y, or Z with my body. Um, that felt really good, but also it's having people that understand this point of view in your life. It's really, really important because isolation 
is can cause disease for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to make sure we're connecting with like-minded people, having a mentor like Lauren, having someone that gets it, you know, just gets it. Not like I kind of have to tiptoe around this because like my mom's the only person I talk to. So I kind of will talk to her, but like, I can't really, we want to be our most authentic self. And when you have people to express that around and to just unapologetically say what's on your heart and express your truth, that is what helps us transmute that really negative energy and move it into a more transformative, uh, let's, let's be the change we wish to see type of energy versus you're dumb. I can't listen to you. I have to avoid this person. I have to avoid this place. We can bring our positive, beautiful, higher conscious energy every single where we go and nowhere. We can even do it when we're sitting here um, and expand it outward. So it's really having that support, I think is key. Um, Knowledge, podcasts, listening to podcasts like this, and just like, because this type of point of view it is different than what's the the t- typical narrative out there. So sometimes it's really easy to get wrapped up in your own head. Like, wait a minute, am I crazy? <laughs> and I always come to, no, 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 I'm not because I have these people that I discuss this topic with that it's like circulating in my head and my partner, you know, he, he gets it. And it's really important to lean on. I think that is the number one thing is having even just one person to spill your guts to sometimes, or to kind of have this fun conversation with. Um, And sometimes it's not so fun, but it's just good to, to be able to speak your truth authentically without self-censoring. Yeah. And I think I'd like to add to that too, because I, as you asked that question, I'm like, I have some things also, I think for, for me, um, what was really important was to not subscribe to the fear mongering that can show up in these conversations, because I think that there are, and is kind of this whole perspective around all of this that feels really scary and very like manipulative and very like, um, uh, what do they call them? Conspiracy, right? Like it's dark and evil and that energy, not to say that like, is this true? Is it not true? But I think that energy doesn't necessarily serve the entire like love centered purpose of this, which is, Hey, take your power back. Right? Like that's, I think really what this is all about. So my advice just adding to, because I agree with everything you said, adding to what you're sharing to say that, like, remember that all of these things are bringing you into your own liberation and they're not here to make you feel scared or afraid, but to actually make you happier and bring you back into your power. So that's my thought. I love that. I absolutely love it. I'm just plugging in my computer because I don't want it to die. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's okay because we're about to run out of time. So can you let people, Cassie, know, you know, we're going to be doing this live at the end of January. Um, the details obviously again are in the show notes of this episode, but can you let people know where they can find you in taking steps to connect and learn more? Yeah. Find me on Instagram. That's where I hang out these days. It's just my name at Cassie DeSaro. I'm going to be, um, I'm in between websites and things like that right now. So that's the best place to, to find me. I have links to my, my own podcast and to, you know, everything I'm doing there. So yeah, definitely give me a follow and send me a message and I would love to chat. Perfect. Thank you so much for being here, mama. I love you. I can't wait for our Instagram. We're going to be sharing all of our favorite protocols and detox practices with the community. So uh, look forward to seeing you guys there. Take care so much.